Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's no surprise that women talk about sex. From Sex in the City, to Girls Trip, the secret lives of college girls, or even Rachel and Monica coaching Chandler on the importance of their seventh erogenous zone, society shows women that talking about sex with your girlfriends isn't only a rite of passage, but is also a fun and feminist pastime. However, when the subject of female masturbation comes up, something changes. I find that there are generally two types of people that participate in this conversation. One will immediately jump into describing their own extensive collection of vibrators, and the other will say that they've never owned a vibrator and rarely ever masturbate. For the record, neither are wrong. Also for the record, I understand most people live in the gray area of that conversation and may just not want to participate in the discussion that is okay too. Sex with yourself is personal and there has never been a more truthful sentiment to different strokes for different folks. Masturbation is not a one-size-fits-all type of activity, but what leaves me bewildered is wondering why starting a conversation with your girlfriends about sex with a partner over a boisterous brunch feels so easy 
while initiating a conversation with your friends about sex with yourself can often leave you feeling vulnerable and awkward, when it's probably the most important conversation we should be having with each other as women. According to the internet, the number one complaint women had about their sex lives was simply their lack of interest. Whether it stems from hormone changes, motherhood, depression, high stress levels at work, the obligation of parenting, partnering, and the demands of a professional life can leave little room for continued self-exploration of desire. Now, if you're thinking that doesn't apply to me at all, great, good for you. You can stop listening to this episode right now. Nope, haha, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding because even if you do have a collection of vibrators or you don't feel the need for toys because you like the act of pleasuring yourself on your own or you and your partner have a deep and connective sex life that includes endless opportunities of an exploration of joy and eroticism together and you don't feel the need to masturbate, that's great. But just as we grow and change, our desires grow and change too. And it never hurts to keep on learning about something that may serve you at a different time in your life. And just like it doesn't hurt to spice up your sex life with a partner, let's welcome the idea of spicing up your sex life with yourself. Medically speaking, the act of masturbating is not only normal and safe, but incredibly good for you. Just a few benefits to masturbating uh, can be better sleep, by boosting your estrogen levels, a hormone that, among other things, deepens your REM sleep, Uh, boosting your libido, an orgasm fires off a release of serotonin and dopamine, which is akin to the happiness state. Uh, You receive a surge of oxygen that goes to your brain. Regular orgasms can improve the strength of your pelvic floor muscles. Masturbation is a great stress reliever. It can also help women discover and understand how they enjoy being touched, which can help their partner better understand her sexual desires in the bedroom. And giving yourself a big ol' O is great for your overall blood flow. With all these benefits, why is the subject of women satisfying themselves and how we choose to satisfy ourselves still so taboo? Well, I could jump right into the laundry list of what I think has contributed to this problem. I'd rather jump into my conversation with someone who's not only studied this, but created an app to be the answer to this question itself. Today, I'm sitting down with Caroline Spiegel, the founder of the subscription-based audio erotica app, Quinn. Taking time off of her senior year at Stanford University to recover from an eating disorder, Caroline struggled throughout her recovery with sexual dysfunction. And when she looked at solutions, she realized that the FDA had approved 30 plus sexual dysfunction solutions for men. And let me count them. No, oh, oh, just zero for women. Yeah, zero. That coupled with the fact that women have been historically underserved by the porn industry inspired Caroline to find a new solution. Enter Quinn an app of audio erotica that focuses on igniting the imagination and the non-physical mental aspects of sex. Why is that so important? Well, let's ask Caroline. This has definitely been the most fun I've had researching (laughs) for a podcast episode ever, or just anything ever. I hope you did really comprehensive, serious field research. (laughs) I did. You know, you can't half-ass this kind of thing. You got to get in there. 
you got from all perspectives, you know, you can't just stick to one thing. I had to get other friends researching. I was like, hey, I need your help. I need other perspectives on, you know, what I'm going to bring to the table to converse about. Um, so I've had very enthusiastic reactions on Quinn from a lot of my female friends. And I've been so excited to speak with you today because what I, I feel like obviously, of course, you know, as an erotica audio app, there's a lot that we could start with. But I really just think it is, this is important. And I don't think that, you know, it's easier to just keep it on the surface level. But I think the root of what you're doing here is really, really important when it comes to not only female sexuality, but just sexuality, you know, and the relationship anyone has with it in this modern technology age. And that we've kind of entered a very dangerous world in the popularity of porn, in how easy it is to access porn, and especially with this younger generation who just have it right there at their fingertips, you know, kind of going through the optics of what something is supposed to look like before they're even recognizing their own feelings and their true selves. And so I just cannot, I just have to start with applauding you for what you're doing and the seriousness of uh, the impact that I think it it will and can continue to have um, for a lot of people and their journey with their sexuality and themselves. But it is crazy to me, you know, that one of the, that when you start, when you start reading about Quinn, you know, that one of the rules are that you have, that Quinn has banned anything that promotes non-consensual sex, rape, incest, sex with minors, or zoophilia. And the fact that that has to be like highlighted as a don't worry, guys, we've made sure that this is off this app is insane to me that it is so commonplace within the porn industry that you have to even acknowledge that this is something you're leaving out of this. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it is crazy. Well, I, I mean, it's like, where do you, I know the fact that this is like in everyone and, and also just to state that everyone watches porn. I think when we just mm. also get to a play, even if you don't watch porn, you want, you are influenced by films that have sex scenes in it. You're influenced by what society deems is like sex positive, not sex positive. I mean, everyone has an opinion about sex in, in, in this country, in this world. So it's impossible to escape that. Um, but I can't imagine when you were studying uh, to build out the app, uh, all the things that you continued to come across that just shocked you. Yeah, like you're mentioning, right? Like kind of this this extreme kink taboo has risen to the top of, of major tube sites. And there's like a lot of context to that. For one, you know, mainstream visual porn is actually very new um, for, you know, hundreds of years. And then especially in, in the, you know, in the 20th century, um, uh, sites like Pornhub weren't, they didn't exist. And people used Playboy or erotic stories or images, or, you know, you, you might talk to some people who used to download on their, uh, you know, on their computer at home and it took an hour to get one porn clip. So it's actually like with the advent of the internet that we've had this explosion of super graphic porn. Um, so it's not something that human beings need, right. To, to have fulfilling sex lives. Um, that being said, a lot of the content on 
or or a lot of these sites like Pornhub and and YouPorn and so forth, they use in, they use engagement based ranking, which is similar to Instagram and and problems we've seen on Facebook, right, where the most controversial posts get the most engagement and are continually pushed because people are interacting with them. So similarly on Pornhub, you'll see videos that are like super. Um, that may, may be considered like super fringe, like, you know, um, incest content and derogatory words about race or body type or, or um, violent language, right? And this kind of has risen to the top because of this engagement-based ranking system. Um, and, and just in general, there's a lot of really interesting problems in the adult content space from like a business perspective um, that that kind of we found was like an opportunity for Quinn to make a type of um, erotic content that could really be fully in the mainstream. And that was more about your erotic imagination than a prescriptive sort of voyeuristic experience. So Quinn is, I think, as effective or more effective than visual porn, especially for women. They're like sort of like 20 minute um, audios designed to uh, make the listener orgasm, but with these elements of plot and story and and context and romance and all this fun stuff, right? Like maybe in one audio, you're a princess and in the next audio, you're a high powered CEO. And in the next one, you're a, you know, fairy and, and who knows, but it's about imagining things and, and, you know, the brain is so powerful and, and amazing. I'm sure so many people listening right now are like, how do you find yourself as like the, like running <laughs> an erotic audio porn app. Like, how do you get to this place? And of course, I know because I've, you know, also just researched reading a lot of interviews. I didn't only just listen to the Quinn app. I also researched you as well. And I love how vulnerable you are in sharing your own story and what got you to this point. And it really started in your college years in your early 20s, correct? Yeah, exactly. So I was a college student and I was struggling with an eating disorder. And one of the kind of side effects of the eating disorder that I experienced was sexual dysfunction. And I didn't even know that female sexual dysfunction was a thing. Um, But it turns out that the FDA has approved over 40 drugs for male sexual dysfunction. And there's been one, maybe, (laughs) pretty much zero uh, uh, FDA approved drugs for female sexual dysfunction. And it kind of opened my eyes to this whole a world of inequity in our society where, you know, I was raised in a time that was very pro-female empowerment. So, you know, uh, girl boss, like go be a boss in the, in the boardroom, be, be super empowered in school, be a straight A student, like be a professional woman. But it felt like they were leaving out the whole, this whole other half of the conversation, which was equality in our intimate lives and in the parts of our lives where we are the most vulnerable um, and where these sort of uh, societal power dynamics actually come into play the most and are most concentrated. Um, and because of the stigma that surrounds sex, right, we don't, we don't talk about enough how these sort of like power imbalances are, are coming into our, our bedrooms. So like, for example, the orgasm gap, where like men orgasm like 95 to 96% of the time during sex and straight women orgasm something like 60% of the time 
maybe less. I think that's overreported, but um, but uh, I I think that's like kind of it's a telling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of a telling. They're just faking the reporting. They're like, no, 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 I did, I did. Right, because there's also a stigma around not finishing. So like, you know what I mean? It's like women can't win. It's like if you're if you're having too good of sex, that's a little weird, and if you're having bad sex, that's also weird. So you try to kind of play it down the middle when you're talking to your friends, and there's a whole charade involved in it too. <laughs> And, and that sex must look like one way in order for everyone to achieve orgasm. And unfortunately, it's a lot of what is like what we watch, we emulate, you know, we are visual creatures to an extent of like, if you're seeing the same thing on a TV show, this is how people have sex. And then it's amazing. And they're happy. Like, why am I not? Ha- why am I not enjoying that when I'm having sex that way? And I think that that that's where also women have been left out or just a lot of people get left out of a conversation of what if this is not working for me, then I must be broken as opposed to, or maybe there's a different route here. It was really interesting because we made a a TikTok the other day that was about how um, men watch like male-centric male gaze porn. And someone commented like, well, what else am I supposed to watch? And I was like, you know what? Like, that's kind of an interesting point, right? Like all this content that all this porn is made for men by men. And maybe the problem isn't that content, but it's that there's no content made by women for women out there for women to consume um, and to kind of st- like steer a different narrative, right? Um, and and I, and I just think that's interesting, right? Because men have had uh, this whole industry sort of carved in their image and, and women have been left out of it. And it's not unlike other industries before, like for example, with workwear, right? There there were no suits for women for <laughs> decades because women weren't in the offices that that men were in. So we've seen this pattern before where we need to reshape um, an industry in our society to, to uh, be for the female customer. Yeah, my favorite is when NASA couldn't send more than one or two female astronauts up because they didn't have enough suits that would fit women. And this was like in the last 10 years, by the way. <laughs> yes, this is it's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but for anyone who's listening right now, I know, I know it drives me nuts. Um, for anyone listening that is like, well, what is female sexual dysfunction? Like, what does that look mm. like? And I know it can look like a lot of different things. But if anyone hasn't heard that before, obviously, we have a very clear image of what we believe male sexual dysfunction to be, even though that also has, there's a sliding scale of what that looks like as well. But for women specifically, what does it look like or what can it look like? Yeah. I mean, like you're saying, it can look different for everyone. Um, you know, low libido is a form of female sexual dysfunction, like low or no interest in sex. Um, also, well, there's, and then there's also asexuality, but I would consider that separate from someone who, um, typically desires sex and then is experiencing, um, low or absent libido. There's also something called anorgasmia, which is the inability to orgasm. There's something called vaginismus, which is sort of um, when your uh, vagina sort of contracts um, and uh, it it is sort of like a stress response. Um, I'm not an expert on vaginismus, but it's very common. Um, And then I think just a whole host of performance anxiety, uh, self-criticism, like deep insecurity. I call it like sex noise. Um, and this, you know, there's no, it's not particularly helpful to like label this all as sexual dysfunction. But I think if you're someone where you feel stress and anxiety around sex, um, that can be helped. And that's not, you don't have to live that way for the rest of your life, right? Sex can actually be something you find true joy and pleasure in. 
Um, and I actually feel that that's sometimes news um, to a lot of, you know, women and, yeah. and, and stuff. So, so I think like, just think, thinking about in your life, um, what do you wish was different about your sex life? And what do you, uh, what's your kind of dream relationship to sex is a good question to start with. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. To have been in your early 20s to even be have the wherewithal to say maybe there is something else and it's not just me because that's where I feel like especially at that age you know I have definitely I I would imagine I would have found myself like oh well it must be me it's just me I'm broken it's definitely not like the world it's not a form of like sexual dysfunction it's not that there's enough there's not enough tools to help me out how do you get from you know a what what you were experiencing at that time and and really understanding it to be you know female sexual dysfunction and then realizing that there was a lack of um support for you to be able to navigate that and that you were willing to fill the gap i always say that the internet is your friend because i think i was so lucky to grow up and to come of age at a time when you could Google things and YouTube things and read forums online, read Reddit and Tumblr threads and so forth. And 
I really credit the internet with a lot of this process and discovery because, you know, it starts with what is this that I'm experiencing and, and it, am I alone? Am I the only one? Um, and actually, uh, Reddit and Tumblr were the first places I ever listened to audio erotica. And it was through this sort of like, well, what's out there, uh, inquiry that I was having. And, um, when I found it, I, you know, it was a pretty niche, I mean, it, it's a large community and a large flourishing community of this sort of UGC audio erotica, and it's an established medium. But I did feel like, hey, this could actually be a mainstream form of erotic content for like millions and millions and millions of people across the world. Um, and I really fell in love with the medium because of the things we were talking about at the beginning. It really encourages your sexual imagination. It sort of lets you get out of your head and out of your physicality. Um, I know a lot of people, myself included, struggle with kind of the imagery of bodies, not only in porn, but just everywhere in our lives, right? If you're on Instagram, it's like you can't go two seconds without seeing another body that then triggers thoughts about your body and, and <laughs> triggers thoughts about body image. And, you know, 80% of women in America struggle with disordered eating. So it's really actually crazy that our whole society is so visual. Um, and clearly it's having, you know, uh, repercussions in the mental health of of women. Once you have this idea, what do you do with it? Like, how do you, I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's an, it's a, it's a really specific startup that needs, um, you know, people to also understand what the idea is. And I like, of course, I'm sure you were like, no, 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 I can see the concept. I can see this going. So there is a community, but it isn't, it was, you know, it's still, I think, even if it's a niche community, there's also like secrecy, you know, it's a different form of it. It's not as like, I feel like a lot of people talk about, you know, maybe like romance novels with like half naked, you know, people on the front, you know, you just imagine this greased up dude with his long blowing hair who looks Italian, <laughs> but who knows where he's from, um, you know, but or there is like literatica was like a form like I remember hearing about that girlfriends and I would talk about like, oh, I've heard, you know, but it was never something that was talked about a lot. So how do you even pitch this? to as a business how do you even what is step one for you do you test this out do you have other friends who are just also interested in it how did it become this well for the first like two years of Quinn it was just experimenting it was just experimenting we had three different free websites that were basically different content structures different aesthetics different styles of content by content, I mean like audios. And the very first step I did is that before we even had a beta website, we just had a Tumblr blog that I made of all my favorite audios. And I would send it to my friends and get their thoughts. And when I was building Quinn, I probably in, you know, before, before we ever launched a, our beta website that was like totally free, I probably interviewed like a hundred women about their sex lives and what they thought about masturbation, what ideas and what things they had, you know, learn throughout their lives, what they were looking for. And I think one lesson that I really came away with was you have to meet people where they are. And that was applicable to my conversations with investors, with customers, with future employees. Um, we just have to come to terms with the fact that everyone has a different story when it comes to sex. Some people carry shame. Some people carry trauma. Some people, some people just don't care, you know, about their sex lives. There's just this a whole myriad of like individual stories with sex, and so I try to come into every conversation with like a curiosity and an openness 
about, okay, what is this person? What do they think about sex? And how has sex been a part of their lives? And what's been their journey to self-discovery? And I'm always surprised. <laughs> the people who seem the most, you know, out there or sex positive are always the ones with, you know, secret repression. <laughs> and the people who seem the most repressed are like telling me about how they pegged their boyfriend two days ago. So it's like, it's really all over the board. <laughs> that is so true. It is so true. It is. There's always those like secret sleepers in there where you're like, wow, like they, they come out with the kinkiest stories. Um, I talk about it yeah. in the opening of this episode of just like, even, you know, mentioning like just the subject matter of female masturbation and how many conversations I've had over the years where it's just a group of women talking about masturbation. And there's always like one who's like, I've got 10 vibrators. And then another one who's like, I've never masturbated ever in my entire life. And I, I can't imagine it. And it's just such an extreme. And it is just wild to me. Um, and then, and then no one ever knows where the, like, it, that it, it's not like a, like we always talk about sex with other people. That is like, I think it's ingrained in us also for, for me and my generation, just with like sex in the city and just in like friends. It's like everyone talked about sex. It was very normal to like have brunch with your friends and like download the date from before, from the mm -hmm. night before. But it's interesting to me that the conversation of sex with yourself and any kind of struggles or curiosities you might be having, like that does not get talked about when that should be a much easier conversation to have than with like, sex that you're having with who, whoever your partner is at that time. It's very insightful. I can't imagine how fascinating it must have been. Yeah. Talking with like a hundred women about like their own sex lives with themselves. Was there a consistency within there? Yes. I mean, first of all, just to address your point, I always say to women, pay attention to how much of the conversation with your female friends is actually about men and not about yourselves. Yes. Um, because I find this over and over again, women express frustration with their female friendships. Right. But, but so often those, those conversations are about men and kind of like just putting like, just, yeah, not necessarily like low key flexing on each other, but just always sort of centering men in those conversations. And I think a great place to start, even if you don't go to the masturbation conversation is like, how are you doing? Are you feeling fulfilled in your life? Like how's work going? How's, you know, how are you, how are you and and what's going on for you and what are your goals and what are your dreams and i think we as women need to do a better job of like lifting each other up and being like hey that's so amazing that you're like crushing it at work tell me more about that project you're on or like whatever and decentering like men from all the conversations like and you see this obviously in like high school and college when i think back to how much me and my friends just talked about boys all the time I'm like, we could have talked about, like, we could have spent just like a sliver talking about something else, right? Um, and not that there's anything wrong with men. I love men and I'm not like, I have such empathy and care and like love for men as like <laughs> in general. Um, but I do think like there's, um, there's such truth to that about how like sex and relationships and dating is so much more normalized than like our relationship to ourselves and our, our own fulfillment independently of men. And then secondly, I would say about all of those conversations I had with women, I have to tell you, women are so smart. Like, like, and they take no shit. Like they literally, I can tell immediately, like if our marketing message is like a little too like girly pop, dumb, like kind of like not really cutting to the core of the problem for women. They're like, I don't care. Don't waste my time. Like women care about results. They're very smart consumers. Um, they don't, they don't take, they don't take any shit. So that's been like 
A, like the most challenging part of building Quinn and B, the most rewarding. Because I know like when we get a piece of positive feedback, that it means something. And I think especially in this category, women don't want to feel infantilized or condescended to or or anything. They just want something that works and that they like love to use, you know, and that fits into their daily lives. In the creation of the content, do you have someone writing it? I, I know. So you hired people, basically all the people that you started following in these more Reddit chat rooms or um, what was the journal one? What's the other one that everyone does? Tumblr, Literotica. Tumblr. Tumblr. Mm-hmm. This is where you started finding people to work with for this, what would become Quinn, correct? Yeah. So now like if you go on Quinn, there's basically different voice actors you can choose from and it's sort of like Peloton instructors. So you can find like the vibe that's like best for you. Like, are you into more of like, you know, the Christian Grey, like daddy dom type? Or are you into more of like the soft, you know, boy next door charmer? You kind of find a creator that you love and maybe three or four creators that you love. Um, And we find them everywhere. Back in the beginning, like you're saying, we found a lot of them on Reddit and Tumblr. Now we work with a lot of professional voice actors, you know, SAG actors, people with massive followings on TikTok. They really come from all over. And the most important thing is that they have a loyal female fan base and that they're a good actor because Quinn is all just acting at the end of the day. It's just these kind of voice role plays and and painting a picture for the listener. Yeah, and a wonderful picture. I mean, I, I kind of called it like there was a point in my research where I was like, it's like the Calm app, but for masturbating. Like it's just... Yes, exactly. It's, <laughs> yes, it's great. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I found it really interesting because I did share with a lot of friends. I was like, check it out. I'm, I'm really interested to hear, you know, what everyone thinks. And something that I heard a few times was it was just great. Like no one felt dirty afterwards, you know, where if like if you were to dip your toe in anything that includes the word porn or pornographic, there for some can be a level of shame that comes with it. And, you know, in regards to what we were talking about at the start of our conversation, just how clickbait worthy and how, you know, a a very, a lot of these videos have become very derogatory, Um, you know, things that are, that are actually illegal, you know, crimes are being highlighted and tagged as like titles for these videos. Um, You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's very scary. I know some women were like, no, I'm scared. I'm like, my computer is going to get bugged. Like, it's just, there's a lot that is at stake. (laughs) It can be at stake when it comes to, I think, more traditional porn sites. Whereas when you, you know, listen to Quinn, I think that it's so wonderful um, that it is also, it's ethical. Like you feel the ethical responsibility within it. I mean, even the way that you guys have your voice actors on your social media, you know, you guys go through a lot of these audios for yourselves. You test them out. There's with purpose. There's thought behind it. What have been the challenges and what have you learned navigating 
how to create this really, you know, wonderful, sexual, magical world for people to have a relationship, you know, sexually for themselves, but also keep it ethical in, in, you know, an industry that's really gone off the rails. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one because for example, like women will say, well, why are there audios or, or someone might say, why are there audios on Quinn where the listener is called, you know, a slut, for example, or something derogatory? Isn't that against Quinn's mission? And I, and you have to kind of say, well, it's actually kind of complicated because for a lot of women who are in control throughout their whole day, right. Which most women are their moms, their bosses, their managers, whatever, they really actually want this experience of submitting and, um, and having sort of like more of a dominant presence. And so the whole key is context and the setup of the scene or the audio. And that's what I wish we had more of in visual porn. I want to see the conversation between these two people who, you you know, and I want to understand the consent around it. And if this is enjoyable for both of them. And, you know, for example, we have an audio that's super popular. That's like, uh, about this interaction between a boyfriend and a girlfriend and the girlfriend is asking the boyfriend to the girlfriend is like the listener and the listener is asking the boyfriend, Hey, can we, um, can we try like a dominant and submissive dynamic? I want you to call me this, this, and this. And they have this kind of conversation that's really flirty and amazing and super hot before they have sex. And I think that that's actually really important for people because if you don't have the vocabulary and you don't really know how to talk about these things, uh, it's really hard. And I think a lot of women have experienced casual sex where you kind of jump ahead to rough sex or to a dominant and submissive dynamic or to something that you haven't discussed fully. And it can feel sort of like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know if I can trust you in this way. And having just like it doesn't have to be like a serious clinical, like sex ed conversation, but just having a flirty, honest conversation about what you both want, what would be hot for you is like such an important skill as like a sexually active person. <laughs> yes. It's like, if you have to ask someone to go to dinner, you should be able to ask before you like yes! do something I... that could be violent. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no one just goes like, sit down and eat your dinner. Like that's not how dating works. So why? Candace. Yes. This is what <laughs> I just assumed the in the bedroom. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> you don't have sex with someone who you wouldn't have a conversation about sex with. Right? Yeah. Like, you need to yeah. be able to talk about something. The fact that you would ask someone to go to dinner, ask someone if it's an okay time to pick them up, ask them, ask them all these other things that are, that's actually consent, right? That's just like a different version of the consent conversation. So what if you just started treating sex as all these other consent conversations that you have throughout your day? Hey, is this place good for dinner? Hey, what do you want to do tonight? Hey, what do you, right? All these other things that we talk about in dating. Let's translate that into the bedroom in a way that's not like scary, creepy, clinical, anything, just like a real conversation about what you both want, right? Yes. And then when you build trust and intimacy, you don't have to always then ask. It's like when you know that someone likes the restaurant that you're going to go to, you can surprise them with, I already booked that reservation. Surprise. But like, ask them first, make sure that they like the restaurant. Yes, that's it. Yes, this is such a good example. I'm going to use this all the time now. This is so good. Do you have any dietary restrictions, right? Like we, yes. we, do, we have these conversations all the time. 
Um, There was another thing that I took from your socials that I just found so wonderful. And I want to read it out loud. Um, It was it it was an Instagram, a reel or a TikTok. But it was someone saying, I sometimes wonder why dating is so difficult between men and women. But then I remember if you were to ask the average man what type of content he uses to get off, it would typically be graphic content of a woman's body. But if you ask women why, what type of content she uses to get off. It's audio of a man acknowledging her and speaking to her and being present with her that has nothing to do with her body. And of course, there is a sliding scale to all of this. This is also like a hetero, like, yes, you know, of course, like, I, I just mm-hmm. want to obviously say that. But in the most general sense, I think that is what is so in my research of the app, you know, he, it was so interesting to hear someone just specifically, you know, just com- like if there was like one of them that just has, he's just complimenting you. Like it's just this man who's just complimenting you and how wonderful you look and how he's just, just so happy to be there with you. And it was just so, it like made me giggle for a minute that it's just like, that is so, it's true. Like I was immediately like caught off guard and relaxed and I was like, oh, that is so nice to hear. And then I was like, wait, what's, <laughs> this is just the intro. We're not even into any of the things. And then we're always like already like, oh yeah, that is great. That is great. Maybe just a whole episode of just a man being like, you're doing a good job today. Like, oh, sit down. You're wonderful. Like it's just, just as simple as that. But I, I just, in researching for a lot of the material that you guys create, do you, what are the narratives that you find people are craving the most? Like, do you see the, a trend in what people are wanting and desiring? Or is it just all over the place? Well, I really have to credit our creators, the voice actors on Quinn. They script, record, and edit their audios. And when they're just starting on Quinn, we'll be a little bit more involved in the process. But, you know, if they're like a, a creator that's been on Quinn for months, maybe years, they're like pretty much just doing their own thing now. And I would say like all of those, like our top performing audios have all been ideas from them and like from their understanding of their fans and their um, understanding of the medium. There's one beautiful audio, like it's honestly like touching. It's like a series of voicemails throughout a relationship. Um, And so there are these audios that have like kind of a, a meaningful message to them. There's one audio where a couple decides to redo their losing their virginities. They both had kind of like sub suboptimal uh, first times. And so they decide, you know, they're in this amazing established relationship. They're like, we want to have a first time again. And it's like very playful and sweet and, and touching. And there's a lot of insights that can be gleaned from what's most popular. One of, one of which is like, you know, we all, we all, are, are reduced very often to our appearance or what we do or all these other things, especially women are, you know, objectified and reduced throughout their lives. Um, and I think it's really powerful just to like appreciate who a woman is, <laughs> you know, and like, we just don't see a ton of that in visual porn. And so I think it's a unique strength of Quinn that we have a lot of audios that are just appreciation of women and what they do and who they are. And, and men deserve that type of content too, by the way, a lot of men feel reduced to whatever, you know, superficial things about them. So 
having this, you know, deeper porn is actually kind of great. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and just to also clarify that there are you guys as you're building have also really expanded the content that is being created to make sure it's very inclusive. Yes, that's an important note. Um, we have hundreds of queer audios, um, you know, women loving women audios, um, men loving men audios, uh, non-binary voices. And, and we're always looking for more content creators, you know, to further expand and, and continue to, you know, include marginalized voices. Well, and also speaking of content creators and, and just voices in general, I, I think it's really, how did you get to the point where all of a sudden you went and did a series with Thomas Doherty? Who, who worked on Gossip Girl. Like, I'm a mom, so I know him from, like, the the Descendants movies. <laughs> so I saw that picture and I was like, ah, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I know he's, like, an adult. <laughs> like, But I just used I to know, see him yeah. from, like, many years ago. <laughs> yes. With my, like, child dancing in front of the TV. Um, but what? when did you go, okay, we want to take this more mainstream? Was it, was it always geared towards making Quinn and the ability for this app to be considered mainstream where no one is... Like, also, the app is very pretty. Like, if you have it on your oh, phone, you. it's not, like, trying to be secretive. It's really calming, beautiful colors. Like, it's a very easy app to just get through. It's It really is just, I think everything that anyone would feel anxious about and kind of exploring a new form of, you know, exploring their own sexuality with kind of an outside source that isn't a traditional toy or anything like, like, I feel like this is a very wonderful first step into that world. We just basically wanted to do something like you're saying to normalize and bring this genre further into the conversation. And we found that like, you know, people just love talking about celebrities, as you know, it's like their favorite thing to talk about, especially our audience. So we really wanted to harness that fan and, and, you know, review and critic community and everyone who's just kind of always interested in new types of entertainment. And, you know, we had such a great response to Thomas's audio credit to him. And, and we wanted to, to do another and Jesse, you know, we, feel so lucky that he was willing to do it and, and take a chance on us. Um, but you just recently launched a new series with Jesse Williams, who could not be having a bigger moment right now. I, I mean, Did you see Selena just posted him? <laughs> yes. That's why I'm like, guys. That was a gift from God. Perfect timing. You are <laughs> giving the people what they want. Too good. But it's just, it makes it like such an easier, I mean, even that, oh. it was just the kismet of the fact that like, he's someone who everyone is talking about now. I, you know, shared, you know, Quinn with so many of my friends and then I'm getting texts like, oh my gosh, can you believe, like it just, it makes it the conversation so much easier to have. And it's not this taboo yes. subject. Uh, is that something like kind of a, a goal and a mantra within the company of just like really wanting to remove the taboo and, and stigma around what porn has become and really make it like what it can be? Exactly. And we use this phrase internally, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Um, but it's not it like I don't consider us actually a wolf. We're really a sheep in sheep's clothing, but just really making things as approachable and easy to talk about. And like I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, um, you know, meeting people where they are. There's no reason to like scare off, intimidate. Like we need to come from a place of just like honestly wanting this in the world and sharing it with the world in whatever ways they 
um, can see and feel and, and accept. And so going like super hard into like, you know, uh, triple X language is like kind of would set us back because it would, it would trigger so much shame and emotional reactions from people. So we try to yeah just meet people where they are and, and bring this into their lives, um, from this sort of storytelling angle, entertainment angle, wellness, um, anything that they can find a touch point and be able to share about it and understand it. Obviously, you've had to have a lot of conversations about sex, not only to, you know, build this business, but in the promotion of it as well. In in even just you mentioning shame and, you know, so many people do have shame and that is associated with their view on sex or their view of themselves within a sexual relationship. Have you always been able to talk about sex? Did you, was this something that you've been comfortable with for a very long time? Did you grow up with any shame around the conversation of sex? You know, no. I mean, I, it's not something I've always been interested in. Like I majored in computer science. I never took any gender and sexuality classes. Um, and my high school growing up was very progressive, very granola, like very sex positive. But even still, I look back and I think, why didn't we ever learn about female pleasure? Why didn't we have pleasure education? Why wasn't this? Why didn't we ever have a conversation about porn, you know, in our sex ed? So, so there were definitely gaps, but I felt, I think the main theme throughout my life is I felt very empowered. I've always felt that I can do anything that men can do, you know, especially in school or in work or whatever. And then I was sort of, halted and like shocked by this part of life that felt so unequal. And so I think that was kind of the genesis for it. And I think one of the reasons why maybe people resonate with my story and and with Quinn is like, I'm not someone who's been, you know, a sex positive advocate my whole life. I didn't, it really arose out of an organic need. And you know what I mean? And and now I obviously am an advocate, but, uh, but yeah, it came from a very real place. What are the, some conversations you've had where, you do get to recognize how impactful this has been. Because I I meant that when I started this episode, that I think that, you know, this is, this is, I know on the surface, it can be considered one thing, but I think the root of what Quinn is, is so much more impactful than many people would give it credit for, for anyone, for not just women, but people exploring their own sexuality and their sex lives within themselves. Um, What kind of conversations have you had with people who have, given you feedback or, you know, told you how this is, app has really changed their ability to have a sex life with themselves or with their partners? Yeah, I have to say that just like one DM, one message from someone who has, you know, uh, been helped by Quinn, like makes it all worth it, all of the kind of awkwardness and, and stigma and weird looks and so forth. And I think like, you know, we get messages from people who have struggled with their body image, people who have been in abusive relationships, people who um, have had sexual trauma, um, people who have had experiences with sexual assault, just like really the gamut. And I think Quinn is just a safe place to explore. There are also people, by the way, who like have had great sex lives and Quinn just improves their sex life even more. So it's not like it's only for people who have had negative experiences. Um, and I think those messages are equally as fulfilling to hear that like, Hey, you know, like I've always loved 
sex. My sex life is amazing. And this honestly was even, this made it even better. And so just hearing any way in which Gwen has improved this problem that we're trying to solve of bringing women onto a level playing field in the bedroom with men. What are your, what are your goals? Who's your next get? I mean, you already got like the golden like child of our time. Um, who, who's next? Like what, what are, what are your goals as, uh, as Quinn is on, it's going up and up and up? Well, Candace, actually the reason why I wanted to come on this podcast was to ask you to be our next now. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I always do that with people. I'm like, <laughs> I like your voice. <laughs> I was like, am, uh, do I need to get closer to the mic? Should I be farther away? I don't know. Like, do I need to talk slower, calmer? <laughs> so good. Um, no, I mean, we're going to keep doing Quinn Originals once every quarter. Um, so stay tuned. We definitely want to have female voices, have more male voices, perhaps a non-binary voice. Like we're really excited about all the different types of people we could have doing Quinn Originals. and. Then secondly, I think our goal is to really expand our creator library. There are just so many talented creators out there and we need to be able to empower them and grow so that we can support more and more creators and options for when users. I have five last questions for you that I ask um, most of the guests that come on. So no stress. These are very just whatever kind of pops into your head. Um, But I'm going to ask you five last things. Okay, so just name something that you like. Coffee. Cold brew. Coffee. Coffee. Cheers. I am also a cold brew gal. It's empty. (laughs) Like, yeah, (laughs) this is my second one, (laughs) which is why my cheeks are flushed. It's that cold brew (laughs) midday. It's like, who needs blush when you can just over caffeinate? Exactly. Right. We're like shaking. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Something that you know being kind is always the best option. I don't know. Does that count? <laughs> like I like yeah. bees come to yes. honey. Like just be nice. If you hate someone, if you like someone, doesn't matter. Be nice. Something that you hate. Um, the rain. Are you in LA right now? Yeah. Yeah. And some people okay. love the rain. I don't understand that. It's, it, it's worse than snow. I would prefer snow over rain, by the way. <laughs> something that you love that is not family, friends, or just something that you love. Quinn and working on it getting to work on my passion. And a quirky fact about you. Okay, well, this is kind of me because yesterday was my birthday. And a quirky fact is that I was born at exactly 11, 11 p.m. <gasps> really? <laughs> do you do like star charts and all that stuff? I got my birth chart read once. Um, I'm double Pisces and then my moon is Scorpio, I think. But I don't really. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I know. I feel like I've gotten it done a million times. No, everyone's always like, well, and I always forget what time I was born. And I'm like, I don't know. It's maybe like 2 a.m., maybe 2 p.m. Who knows? We'll just do it for like, well, it kind of matters. And I was like, does it? Does it? Um, But I still also like follow 10 astrology things on Instagram, you know, just in case I'm having a bad day and then I can blame it on that. It's just a nice little buffer. Um, but Caroline (laughs) any day with you is a great day thank you so much for hanging out with us thank you for not only sharing a little bit about your story um, but also the birth of Quinn I am truly a fan what you are doing is incredible guys go get this app Uh, you're welcome I think that (laughs) that should just be like your business card it should just be like try Quinn you're welcome you're welcome (laughs) I love it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Candace. This was so fun.